It's time to face your fears. Today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. I'm James. And I'm Autumn. And today we are going to be discussing phobias. Yeah, phobias. Um, We should probably give a little disclaimer before we yeah. jump into this subject because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, wait, whoa, <laughs> you guys are going to talk about phobias. Isn't that a little sensitive? It is. Um, And so, yeah, definitely, I mean... We're going to be talking about some stuff that it, it, it's tread lightly. We we fully intend on this being very respectful because mm-hmm. um, you'll see a lot of like lists, articles and stuff like that. That's just like, this person's afraid of this thing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And, and it's just like, well, that's not. Yeah, I hate that as yeah. somebody that has kind of um, out there phobias yeah. myself. Um I've never liked that because yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like that. That's a perfectly rational thing, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, with this episode, the purpose is not to make light of the conditions that people may suffer, but mm-hmm. to have a discussion about them. Yeah. Um, this episode may get uncomfortable for some listeners and even for us ourselves. Mm. We intend to be respectful when discussing the subject. And if anyone listening is struggling with certain phobias listed in this discussion, know that we mean no disrespect to you mm-hmm. um, or your condition. Additionally, some views and topics discussed may be based off of outdated views or definitions current may be different in the future. So to all the people in the future world, (laughs) um, know that, uh, you know, this is an open forum. This is always an open discussion podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I, I look to educate myself you know, in any opportunity I can. Yeah. And I try to do my best due diligence to make sure that I had names right and yeah. whatnot. So we might flub up how we're going to say them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because there's definitely a couple that I know I'm going to try my gosh darndest to try to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of them are all very long and have a lot of letters that don't usually go together. So yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's a challenge. Lovecraftian. Yes. Lovecraftian phobia. <laughs> so with all that being said, you know, let's let's get started uh, with the discussion. Since the beginning of time, humans have had plenty to be afraid of. That's from right. <laughs> predators, not just the ones from outer space. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, you know, tigers and bears and shit. <laughs> uh, storms, fire, other humans, and the unknown, the greatest fear. Yeah. There um, was a lot of unknown back then. Yeah. We, um, we're going to dive into, this is going to be kind of like a, a layer cake of an episode because we're going to discuss, you know, what is phobia? What, what, you know, what is a phobia? What makes a person scared of things? And who, who is anybody to decide what is a rational or irrational fear? Right. Right. <laughs> Um, this is going to be getting a little bit into, uh, into my, uh, what would have been my wheelhouse had I stuck with schooling. 
Because <laughs> um, schooling was schooling. See, that's why they kicked me out. Yeah, that's why he you said, can tell I didn't finish. He said they ain't teaching me nothing here. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I wanted to get in. Like I mean, I, I was originally going to be a psychology major, mm-hmm. and with with all intent of being a parapsychologist, <laughs> <laughs> so I could be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, of course. But uh, you know, things happen, and. Uh, interest change but this is like how the mind works and stuff is something that i find incredibly fascinating Mm -hmm. and a good chunk of horror is based off of how the mind works and how you can use it against the person yeah exactly (laughs) and um that's why i thought it was a pretty good discussion to bring up was just phobias in general because you're right horror plays so much off of so many different phobias. Oh yeah. And you might you might look at a horror movie and go, "Oh my god, who would be scared of something as stupid as this?" But yeah. there'd be a population out there that has a straight up fear of whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like um there is not a shortage of various ways you can you know, tune into the dark recesses of the mind and find that thing that makes you go, Ugh. um so i guess let's let's start off like a term paper Uh uh-huh like as i do with the deep dives (laughs) is um discuss what is what what defines a phobia right i mean is a phobia like the same thing as a fear or is it a level above a fear well lobster's dictionary no i'm just kidding uh (laughs) uh, a phobia is a level above uh fear because uh you know, a phobia is something that stops you from functioning, mm-hmm. you know, doing, be able to rationally, you know, react to something. And it stops you dead in your tracks, makes you, you know, have all sorts of various reactions to it. Um, and phobias are fears that manifest through environment or genetically, as we'll discuss here shortly. Because you may think to yourself, how can, how can I be a, a, a afraid of clowns genetically? Now, huh? not all not all phobias are quite like that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they are classified as specific phobias, agoraphobia, and social anxiety disorder. And those things definitely overlap. Oh know, yeah, like when yeah. it comes to you know well, anything with the human mind, ultimately there's a, a ton of overlap. Yeah, well, it was really um, hard to narrow down a list of phobias because so many of them would overlap as, oh, well, this is actually like a social anxiety thing yeah. or this is actually a part of agoraphobia. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, like, I've misunderstood. Because, like, agoraphobia I've always known as just that. Yeah. Of, you know, the fear of being going outside and ultimately the fear of things outside of your control. Right. And, and so... Um, realizing that that's actually a blanket term that encapsulates a ton of different you know subcategory phobias and such and that a lot of other phobias that you wouldn't expect um to be under that umbrella Mm -hmm. yeah um or partially at least like it's just it's kind of interesting how that kind of falls into place Mm -hmm. the severity of these classifications of course vary from individual to individual yeah um Somebody might have a mild fear of pickles. That's right. And just not want them on their sandwich. Yeah. And then some people might be like the lady on, uh, what was it, Maury? 
that had the so. pickle thing? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Where she's running away, screaming from yeah. them. Yeah. Severity. Yeah. Can be quite uh, the range. <laughs> of course. Phobias can uh, manifest in a variety of ways for the individual, such as anxiety, nausea, <laughs> uh, panic attacks, feelings of pain, um, loss of uh, control of bladder and or bowels. Shortness of breath and many others. Like if you've ever have experienced something that makes you uncomfortable um, and continues to mm-hmm. like this, we're talking long, long term. It's not just like one time you went to a grocery uh, grocery store, some kid popped a balloon and you're like, oh, but then like, you know, from that day forward, if you weren't afraid of balloons popping, you're probably fine. You're afraid of loud noises, maybe. Right. And sudden shocks. But that's not the core reason why you had that fear. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it's really fascinating how the human body reacts to it all anyway. Yeah. Um, with, of course, the symptoms that you listed. But, like, even so far as the body giving you hives. Yeah. From oh, yeah. being scared of something. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. How is that helpful? Yeah. <laughs> what evolutionary advantage do you get from being really itchy? Right. <laughs> you know, like a lot of them I can kind of get because it's like primal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fight or flight. Exactly. You know? And so I get it. You know, some of them aren't, ex- you know, probably the most like shutting down and not being able, you know, becoming catatonic, is, mm-hmm. for instance. I mean, is great if you're a possum. That's a not a fight or flight. That's a I'm just gonna here sit go. here and accept my fate. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, and also the difference between humans and possums is you know, possums at least make the the stink goo from their mouth. Uh, so you know, you, you, a person just makes the stink poo from their butt. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, how does a person get a phobia? You may ask. Well, you know, you don't get it just from a toilet seat as some people might assume, uh. <laughs> uh, though you may form one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I can understand a fear of uh, at least public toilets. Yes. Um, there are many factors that influence the form of a phobia. Um, and, and a lot of people, like, there's, when it comes to psychology and stuff like that, there's a lot of in-house arguing over what these definitions are. And so... Um, I want to continue the disclaimer that um, depending on what camp of teaching or school that you are when it comes to uh, psychology, this may or may not be what you agree with. Like, so this isn't an end all, you know, says all and all that. But how it's typically uh, broken apart is um, environmental exposure. Well, I mean, is this all like, I mean, this is all essentially in the DSM, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the ultimate guide that you want to follow anyway. But you got all these punks that come along trying to go, well, I don't know. And it's just like, well, come on. Environmental's real. Environmental's <laughs> real. <laughs> um, um, the genetic one's a little hard to, I, that's a challenging one. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So with the environmental phobias, they're brought, uh, they're broke down into even more subcategories. Uh, Good grief! <laughs> category after category right. after category. Um, and these uh, three typical categories are classical conditioning, so something more along the lines of like a Pavlovian response. Yeah. So you ring the bell, you shock somebody, um, you do it enough times, they're now afraid of bells because 
they expect to be uh, shocked by it. Yeah. Um, vicarious observing. So, you know, just uh, seeing somebody else being uh, shocked every time a bell rings, you'll now assume that you too will be shocked mm. based off of the experience of another. And then informational acquisition, which is you read about bells in the same uh, paragraph, you see something about electricity. <laughs> you assume that that means that the bell will also electrocute you. So from that point on, you are afraid of bells because they might do so. It's an irrational fear. <laughs> I don't know. After all these examples, I might be afraid of bells now. <laughs> these are, of course, <laughs> grossly basic examples, but pretty simple. Since yeah. I had to name drop Pavlov. Like, yeah, I think that breaks it down pretty well. Because, uh, to be honest, it was hard to figure out yeah. the difference. Because for me, I was like, well, isn't informational acquisition the same as Pavlovian? Then James had to explain it to me. And I'm just like, uh, usually this stuff I get. But that, um, I, it's I, a lot. <laughs> I guess, like, um, you know, another good example for informational acquisition would be um, people that become xenophobic. Yeah. You know, where they read anecdotal stories about people from another land. Yeah, and or that, read yeah. Um, propaganda. Yeah, and so from that point on, they're afraid of people from another land. Mm -hmm. And so... They read the lyrics to David Bowie's I'm Afraid of Americans. That's right. <laughs> and then they're afraid of America. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Gold star. Um, genetic phobias are passed down. Um, the most popular example is agoraphobia. Mm -hmm. Which <sighs> could actually just be like a, you know, yeah. a general anxiety thing. Yeah. But with genetic phobias, it, it, like there's so, so many people on the fence about that, mostly because... You know, you could see it as, oh, kid sees parent is afraid of outside. Yeah. Kid becomes afraid of outside. Yeah. Because it's learned. So, so, and not to get too much in the weeds of this, but, um, but w my, my issue with genetic phobias and actually not an issue. I, I do to some degree mm -hmm. believe that genetic phobias are a thing. Right. Um, this, I think, stems from the argument of, uh, of like, instinct versus learning, mm -hmm. where, you know, a lot of school of thought when it comes to psychology is that, you know, humans aren't animals. So we don't, inst like, we're not horses. When, we, when we're born, we don't just come drop out and start running around a pasture. Like, we have to learn how to walk. Yeah. And we don't know how to do basically anything. We are just little grubs that have to be shown <laughs> how to do literally everything. Pretty much, yeah. Hyper-intelligent parrots. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, argument of, well, no, there are still things. Like, if you throw a human into a certain environment without ever being exposed to other things that maybe their parent or grandparent have been exposed to, they mm -hmm. can still have the traits of the parent and grandparent. And, mm. and with some of the studies for um, genetic phobias and stuff is, you know, people that never ever had the influence of their parents still having the same types of phobias uh, develop. Now, whether or not they had been exposed to similar experiences, unknown. So that's yeah. where it gets wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, I'm like, 
I, I think it was really fascinating to read about it. Oh, it's incredibly fascinating. Because it, it's easy to be on the fence about it. Yeah. Well, because like for every argument, there is a counter argument. Yeah. And there's a separate And there's study. proof yeah. for each side. Yeah. And so, I mean, until like, I this is one of those things, like when it comes to, when it comes to human uh, psychology and and how our brains work, there is, I don't think there will ever be a point in time, at least probably not in our lifetime, that um, we'll be able to definitively say yes, this is it, no ifs, ands, or buts. I think that there are still a ton of variables because we're so incredibly unique and different from each other. Yeah. So we've dropped um, the phrase rational and irrational um, yep. here and there. True. <laughs> to me personally, I don't believe there is irrational fears. So when starting research for this episode, I um, I was nervous mm-hmm. because I like because I remember in psychology class stuff, you know, straight up talking about rational and irrational fears. And yeah, all that stuff. same. But I, I honestly felt like was there it's been a while since I've read anything. Right. So I was like, did we have we gotten to a point where we don't recognize those as things? Because like there's so many factors into why somebody gets a phobia. And and, mm -hmm. so why should it be considered irrational (sighs) if they if it's led up to? Well, and that's that's exactly like I would say my argument would be is the fact that in the perspective of the individual with the phobia or fear, um, it is perfectly rational. But there are examples, plenty of yes. examples of people that say, oh, no, I know it's ridiculous. I think hot dogs are terrifying. <laughs> but damn it, if I see a hot dog, I got to get the fuck out of here. Me being one of those yeah. people. So and there are certain aspects of like why we're going into the rational versus irrational yeah. thing that makes you go, oh. That's what the difference is, yeah. really. Yeah, because I have like I have sprinklings of phobias that I don't think are genetic, and I don't understand. I don't think that they would be envir- like not environmental. Like I like there's some that I I truly don't understand why I would have it. Hmm. And we'll get to that when we start talking about actual phobias. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like so. Um, just a real quick uh, definition for rational and irrational is a rational phobia is typically a fear of a real threat, fe- uh, a real threat to an individual that uh, needs to defend themselves from. So, an ex- classic examples would be being afraid of poverty, being afraid of death, mm-hmm. um, you know, physical harm from an impending danger. Example being uh, being stabbed by a person brandishing a knife. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty you know, scared of that. That's rational. Yeah. yeah. If someone's running around with a knife going, I'm going to stab you. Yeah, I'm afraid of that. I don't right. like that. <laughs> my body wants to react to that regardless of what my head says. Um, irrational phobias are feared things that have no direct link to uh, a threat or the individual uh, in general. Right. So, you know, potato salad. Right, right. It's it, That's, you know. You can, like, you know, just kind of keep potato salad out of your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're afraid of it. Don't put it on your plate if it, if you're at a uh, work function. Yeah, if it, if it's there, you know, tell tell Mary to put it on the other side of the room for That's you, right. please. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, hopefully nobody listening has a phobia of potato salad, and I, ho- I, I, I genuinely hope I haven't offended them with hey, that. Hey, hey. But... 
As we I, stated, though, we don't believe in irrational fear. That's right. Um, also, I am a person that hates potato salad. <laughs> um, I love it. So, so James so, is always like, arg. Yeah, I think it's horrifying <laughs> um, and for various other reasons. <laughs> so, yeah, of, as we kind of touched on, you know, individuals can be aware that their phobia is irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just that your body cannot override that reaction that yeah. you have. Um, and to be honest, it doesn't matter how many statistics you put in your head of, oh, well, I'm really afraid of sharks and I have a one in three million chance of getting bitten by a shark, but only one in 500 chance of being kicked by a cow. Yeah. You know, no matter how much you put that kind of stuff in your head, it's, it's still going to be there. Yeah. So my advice is stay away from 500 cows. <laughs> <laughs> or don't be in a group of 500 people around one cow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those odds almost feel better. <laughs> like, if you're in a room with 500 cows, you're guaranteed to get kicked. You are definitely guaranteed. <laughs> That's a one-in-one one chance. That is a one-in-one. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I feel like irrational fears do... I, Like, they're almost like a step above a rational fear in the way that they can manifest in more harmful ways, I believe. Well, no, that's, I I absolutely agree. Like, within, I think that an irrational fear, or what's defined as an irrational fear, should be something that's valued higher than a rational one, simply because of the fact that, like, someone that has a rational fear, their reaction is common. Mm-hmm. And people know how to react to that because they probably also have the yeah. same rational fear. Yeah, um, and... It's incredibly common. So you can kind of like squeeze that down and and it's a little bit more, I don't want to say acceptable. That's not the right way to put that. But mm-hmm. it's something that people can swallow easier versus if you're if you're shutting down and, 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 and pooping your pants and all that stuff again over. Potato salad. Yeah. I <sighs> see. I think it's uh, all about exposure. Yeah. The rational fear side, most of those phobias, is stuff that you see all the time. Yeah. While an irrational fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's know, something it, that you don't. It, it, it's not too common, so you don't have more exposure therapy, I guess. Uh-huh. You know. Good for you, like, um, for bringing up. It's something I didn't even put in the notes was about how, um, like, the the various ways of overcoming uh, phobias. Oh, yeah. I did mean to put a little blurb about that, but. <laughs> Shoehorning in now <laughs> is, is definitely, like, exposure therapy is a huge part of it. Yeah. You just slowly, you might be in the same room as the ingredients that you would use for a potato salad. Right. And then eventually your therapist's has it where all the ingredients are together in the room with you. Yes. So there is an actual potato salad. Yeah. And then it moves closer to you. The room is the potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's various different ways of yeah. therapy, yeah. not only exposure, but it, it really does boil down to therapy. Therapy. It, it's yeah. a brain thing. Yeah, therapy. It, that's right. You know, and I mean, and sometimes exposure therapy is not a viable option, but yeah. there is a laundry list of uh, medicinal aids as well mm-hmm. like you know a, a good point in time to be to just let you know let's know that you know don't 
don't feel like you can't like there isn't any hope in in overcoming something that you struggle with because you know there is such a wide swath of of ways that you can that can help you cope Mm -hmm. you know cure isn't what you're shooting for coping and being able to handle it you know easier yeah is what we're shooting for yeah and so yeah the the ultimate fight or flight response yeah yeah pooping yeah or throwing up when you see a potato but here's the here's the problem autumn with this exposure therapy theory for the potato salad is i also have an aversion to mayonnaise (laughs) this goes deep i see though but you can be in the room with these items yeah you can be in the room like i don't like i don't know (laughs) i hate potato salad (laughs) (laughs) all right so you had, you had touched on a point about um, rational fear versus irrational fear and that um, some of the rational uh, the irrational fears could technically be considered rational because of exposure mm-hmm. and how common they are. I think it's a good time to start actually talking about actual phobias. Yeah. Starting with the popular ones. Yeah. And I feel cool like. kids. Yeah. I feel like we don't need to touch up on these too much because, yeah. you know, it's ones everybody's heard about. Yes. It's possibly what a lot of our listeners may even have one of these, yeah. you know? Yeah. You'll have to edit that a lot, but you, you'll, you'll get it. So one of the, uh, like, one of the top five is uh, acrophobia, the fear of heights. Yep. Um, I've got that. A lot of people have that, um, you know. If you get vertigo, yeah, from heights, yeah, probably not great. No, it sucks. Yeah, I get, I just get really sweaty. You get sweaty. Yeah. That's your uh, response. I mean, I'm not happy either, but <laughs> but like my feet sweat like buckets. Whoa! Like with every if I have to climb a ladder, like every every step I take up, just the more increasingly sweaty I get. Which well, feeds the fear. I was going to say, hopefully you aren't um, barefooted on the ladders. Well, see, that's the thing. No, um, <laughs> no, but like it does feed the fear a little bit because my hands, which are notoriously dry. Everybody knows I've got dry hands. But <laughs> um, but because my, my hands will sweat while I'm on a ladder, which then makes me go, oh, I'm, I'm more likely to fall. Right. I'm going to slip. I got, and... I got slippy hands. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully you also don't have... Okay, guys, I'm going to try my best with this one. <laughs> Terramorhanophobia. That sounded great to me. Which is the fear of flying. Yeah. So, what yeah. can they call it, like, flyophobia? Our terra... <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're going for a pterosaur thing there, but... ah. Yeah, it's nonsense. Ah. But, yeah, also that. I also have that. Kind what? of goes, kind of falls into the fear of heights. So you thing. can't even fly off the ladder because you'll be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> that's, that's what I'm really afraid of: is if I fly off the ladder. <laughs> that's the worst. Um, and then if I fall off that ladder and I land inside a small box, we go into number three: claustrophobia. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yep, the fear of enclosed spaces, which I definitely don't have. If anything, I have the opposite. I didn't think I had it. But when we were at a haunted attraction, uh, the, oh, the corn maze. Yeah, the corn maze you where they to, squeeze you. Yeah, you have to go through that tight, like, yeah. where there's no breathing. And that, like, the, the second time that I went through it, it was fine. But the first time, 
Like I had, I had yeah. the proper shutdown where I was like, I can't do this. I, uh, my thing with that is, uh, I just don't like the feeling of being birthed. Oh, maybe that's a phobia. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I just don't like not being able to move. Yeah. I gotta yeah. be able, I got arms and legs that got to be moving. I don't like to be able to move. I want to be in that box with you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what if it's a box full of bugs. Ah, uh, entomophobia. Oh, no. no. This is getting worse by the second. But what if instead of just bugs, it was also snakes? Ah, why'd it have to be snakes with aphidiophobia? Oh, God. Poor Indiana <laughs> Jones falling <laughs> off ladders in the boxes full of snakes and bugs. <laughs> yeah, those are the main phobias that you will hear people talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, I know many people with yeah. all of these various different forms. Yeah. One of my best friends has the snake thing yeah. where he, he straight up said, on um, the dating apps, if he sees a girl holding a snake, he automatically just, Whoop. yeah, denies him. Bye. <laughs> that's the, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I guess that's good to, yeah. like, you know, not get the exposure therapy, but. <laughs> yeah. So with those incredibly boring. <laughs> common. Common. You all have heard of them. Everybody knows them. Um, let's get to a little bit more. um Unique ones, which uh, they like. I tried to kind of find some people that had these phobias to kind of like be like, see, this isn't so unusual, like, or this is yeah. this isn't so uncommon. Like, there's there's famous people that have it. That list kind of challenging to make. So uh, first up, I figure I'd start with a with one that I bet is more common than well, a lot of people might. Openly admit I to. think it's more common than yeah. what our list suggests. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why it's perfect to start with it. Yep. And that is uh, esoptrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fear of mirrors. Okay. So this is going to be just a does James have it? Does James not have it kind of thing? Because <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I really get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially mirrors are portals to other dimensions, uh, according to a lot of, you know, mysticism and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. Also, some people just don't really like looking at themselves yeah. and whatnot. Which is crazy that Pamela Anderson actually has this fear. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, I think that that's kind of like, it's kind of nice. Just go, like, I mean, it's not, not good for her, for not, her business Yeah, not good in. for her. But, but the thing is, is, like, that at least keeps her humble. <laughs> keeps her, but, but. Yeah, I didn't really look into, like, how extreme her phobia is for She throws, it. Uh, anytime she's anywhere with a mirror, um, she puts a blanket over it. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, wow. no mirrors. I mean, there's a lot of religions, actually, yeah. um, where they have to put, um, you know, things up on mirrors yeah, to cover them. Yeah, yeah, so. all sorts, all sorts of. There's a lot of traditional reasons for that, um, but yeah, like oh, there's a lot of celebrities that fall underneath this category because mm -hmm. it's not just so much also fear of mirrors, but fear of reflective surfaces uh -huh. and seeing yourself. Oh, and so like if you listen to a lot of interviews with famous people, a lot of them can't stand even seeing themselves, and so they kind well, hey. of fall underneath that umbrella. I can't stop looking at myself. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Otherworld Autumn too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. 
This is one that I also feel like is a little more common than we're letting on, and that's omphalophobia, which is the fear of belly buttons. Mm -hmm. You know, people avoid the beach, swimming pools, pretty much anywhere where they might see a belly button. They're probably having a really hard time with crop tops being really popular again. Yeah, bring back the high waist. (laughs) Like, it's got to be pretty rough to have this phobia. Yeah. But it's another one that I kind of understand because, like, belly buttons are just, duh, There's a lot lot of things about it that's, that's, I I personally am not afraid of other people's belly buttons. Right. But I do not like. I don't like anything touching mine. I don't, yeah, I don't like. Like, like I hate when I have, like when I'm cleaning it or like anything like that because I just don't want to even think about it. Yeah, when I was little, I would often have nightmares Mm. of uh, of my belly button popping open and all my guts spilling out. Yeah. Or there was this one horrible one where um, there was like a string coming out of my belly button. Ah. And so I started pulling it. That's not good. And like my guts started coming out that way. Like my button stayed, Ah. my belly button stayed tight. It was almost like pulling out a string that's, of sausages. That's like a Shintaro Kago like manga. That's what it sounds like. Ugh, and it's making me feel icky. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I had mistakenly thought that um, Alfred Hitchcock had a fear of belly No, buttons. it's the eggs. It's eggs. Now, yeah, because we mentioned that. Yes. Now, legend holds that um, that Alfred Hitchcock did not have a belly button, however, <gasps> uh, due to a surgery um, it was closed oh, up like dang. it was completely flat like people claimed they had seen that or maybe they just didn't see his belly button because it was you know yeah, he tucked away in his pants like it should be yeah because <laughs> <laughs> um, he was a gentleman he was a gentleman um the next one which has become very popular yeah recently um, and in the worst way because and, and, and oh, let me get out of the way what what we're talking about and that is uh trypophobia which is the fear of closely packed holes. And uh, this... I, mm. I feel like the internet straight up helped a lot of people along to get this phobia. Yeah. Because of, like, lotus pods and... Jump scare. Yeah, stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly... Okay, so this is the one that I want to say that I don't know how or why I have... Like, because I definitely, like... There are some things, like, anything... Like, I can look at honeycombs, I'm cool. I can yeah. look at like, you know, grids, yeah. like my wire mesh and all that, perfectly fine. But when it's an organic thing, like those, those fucking those horrible pictures that it'll be like, do you have trypophobia? And it'll be, a, <laughs> it'll be a picture of the bottom of someone's foot with a million little holes in it. <laughs> Jesus, like, yeah, you know what? I I didn't before, but I do now. So like pores <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. probably get to you. And there's you. a certain, but there's a still a certain like the pores have to be like almost like uncanny valley, I guess. So that's like because regular pores or whatever, you got a really poor. Yeah, nose. but there's like some people out there that have like the really really huge ones that you can like pretty yeah. much see into like yeah under their skin and whatnot. Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. that that from would... like pimple popping yeah. videos. Yeah, that would get me. But, um, um, but yeah, um, that, that's, I'm mad at the internet because <laughs> if, if it was a phobia, like sometimes ignorance is bliss and the internet had no business throwing all the fucking seed pods every, at the end of every freaking article. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have never really like thought about this phobia or anything mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the internet because. Yeah. Thanks like, for nothing. 
<laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was pretty surprised, though, to find out that of all people, Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Now, do you this... think that that's an environmental thing? Do you think that is, like, a poor thing? Maybe. I don't like, know. Because her family is very, like, involved in beauty beauty products skin care yeah that's a that's an interesting way to put it so if um, you were young and saw you know dr gregory's book of horrifying pores right you would have a fear forever right <laughs> <laughs> um i do i like one of my many occurrences with this phobia though i remember uh sitting in an IHOP late at night and for some reason the holes on the top of the um, salt shaker uh -huh. for some reason were just a little too close for my friend and when he saw that uh -huh. flipped the freak out yeah oh <laughs> like, man jumped up out of his chair across the room screaming Jeez. because of the salt shaker yeah so yes it yeah, that it, it can be very extreme yeah yeah Oof. <laughs> um, next up, next up is one that we mentioned a little bit earlier, which is uh, globophobia, the fear of balloons. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, just here recently, I saw a video, a horrible video. Oh. It was um, Alice Cooper was guesting on the James Corden show. Right. Yeah. And James Corden was literally torturing poor Alice Cooper Aww. with a with a balloon because, yeah, he found out. Don't ever let James Corden know any of your secrets because he's going to use them against you. That's that horrible. guy has built a career off of blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like Alice Cooper is clearly having a hard time with it. Aww. And he's like, well, what is it about them? Like, first he's just talking about it. And you can see he's uneasy. And he's just like, oh, well, I don't like the sound of them rubbing together. I don't like the, the fact that they might pop and all that stuff. And then that's when James Corden pulls out the long balloons to make a balloon animal. And he's like, oh, God. And then, he, and then he's just like, oh, so you don't like this? He just keeps rubbing the balloon. And like mm -hmm. Alice Cooper is like obviously upset. And it's just like, stop it. That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, yeah I despise the man. <laughs> um, Oprah also has uh, this fear. However, hers is more grounded in a relation to something that I feel is a, uh, a realistic phobia. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't like the fact that they involve loud popping sounds. Um, she likens them to... Uh, being similar to the sound of gunshots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Which, I mean, I will say most people that I've known that have uh, this phobia, like it, it boils down to the, oh, it might pop. Yeah. It, it might sound loud. It, it sounds like a gun. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I yeah. don't like balloons popping. Yeah, I think it's the anticipation yeah. of hearing a loud sound. That's why I am the one who pops. Ah! <laughs> I... I face my fear head on that, and I make the sound. Is that what Orville Redenbacher says when he has to make meth for a living instead <laughs> so, of popcorn? Yeah, Orville Redenbacher standing in tidy whities <laughs> shaking a pan of freshly made popcorn. <laughs> I am the one who pops. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Orville, this, this butter popcorn's the shit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up on our list I'm, I'm i'm lumping two together because of how similar they are this is another one i feel has gained popularity yeah. thanks to the internet 
uh, and that is submechanophobia slash automatonophobia. They're very, very similar. And then also I was seeing that um, a lot of people are saying that submechanophobia isn't a real phobia. Uh, Which I'm like, but, tell that to the person that's afraid of it. Yeah, it's literally um, submerged animatronics yeah, um, in but, water. But they, they say that that actually falls still under... Um, the category the of automatonophobia uh, because it's a submerged man-made object. But maybe you're not afraid of the animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But you're scared of, you know, such and such at Disney. Yeah. That comes out of the water. Yeah. You're like, you know, like you wouldn't want to go to a museum dedicated to Ogopogo that he jumps out of the water at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I get it 100%. Um, so this is another one that uh, that will fall underneath my umbrella, and we'll get more uh, into that shortly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, as we have just said, it's fear of submer- uh, submerged, fear, uh, submerged man-made objects and a specific fear uh, caused by human-like figures, including mannequins, wax figures, dummies, statues, or animatronic creatures. It- it's such a huge umbrella. Yeah. If you're afraid of FNAF... Yeah. That's you. Yeah, you ain't gonna laugh. <laughs> Unless that's your defense mechanism, then you're gonna be laughing like a maniac. <laughs> now, I think there's a lot of really cool um, subcategories of phobias because you could literally think of anything. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a name for a fear of the color yellow. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, stuff like that. There's even a fear of regular old chewing gum. Oh, yes, yes. Chicklephobia. Uh, it's the thought of chewing gum yourself, being around somebody chewing gum, yeah. touching chewing gum, yeah. seeing chewing gum. Mm-hmm. It is all five of the senses for yeah. this one. And, you know, I think my grandpa had this. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of people of older generations. Yeah, because he did not like me to have yeah. chewing gum. But it stemmed from his best friend cousin, like the his, his sidekick, essentially, yeah. died from choking on chewing gum. Huh. Well, and yeah. so, yeah, he gained a phobia of chewing gum from that instance makes sense yeah yeah so that's incredible like yeah um i've been aware of people that don't like the stickiness of it and of course um you know i've i've known folks that don't you know it's um a lot of things come to touch yeah yeah texture yeah textures and stuff like that uh for not just chewing gum but many other things yeah yeah um and and so like you know it it does make sense Mm mm-hmm and I kind of wanted to boil down to kind of a couple of the rarer phobias, yeah. which apparently one of the rarest phobias is a recce buddy phobia. Okay. <laughs> I tried my best. Yes. I, I'll say it again. I tried my best with that. But it is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Yeah, I, I did see that one. And, and it, like, it is it is an icky sensation, yeah. so I can understand. I can get it. Like, I, there's a lot, I, I like, can a get lot into that. Them, a lot of them I can I can definitely wrap my mind around. Yeah, um, it's just that it, it's it's crazy that well, not the right wording, but I I think it, my or the listeners understand what I mean by that. But it's crazy that it is a rare phobia or the rarest. Mm, yeah essentially phobia because i would figure a lot more people would yeah 
be like, ooh, I don't want peanut butter anywhere near my mouth, yeah. you know, no, because of they, texture. Yeah, I wonder how they feel about Mr. Ed. <laughs> See, I don't know if it if it encompasses like other people, other people having, having it, it yeah. stuck to know. their mouth. Yeah, mm. that's so unique. That is very unique. Mm. Let's see. And of course, we have one of the most ironic phobias, which of course is phobia phobia. Yes. Uh, phobia of phobias. Yeah. Like, it, I, that's got to be really hard to have. Like, what a horrible night to have a curse, you know? Yeah, well, like... I mean, it's like how, like, that would be so incredibly challenging to... Um, wrap your mind around yeah and even to like get through life like trying not to just don't think about it just yeah don't, yeah just constantly not just don't think about the fact that i could possibly have a phobia of this thing because that's like that's like what would that be like a hype like like maybe a um an offshoot for being a hypochondriac or i was gonna say maybe even like a ocd yeah. uh thinking uh yeah. behavior it's just you're spiraling yeah but I don't know. based off of phobias instead. Or maybe know. you're not convinced that you have said phobia. You're afraid that you may form the phobia. So you're afraid of the concept of a phobia as yeah. opposed to the thing itself. I don't know. Oof. I would love to talk to somebody yeah. with that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a very curious one. And of course, probably one that our listeners has have heard of before, but I've never really heard many people try to say. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to embarrass myself trying to say it. Oh, yes. Uh, but another ironic one is, of course, hippopotamostra squidopedial phobia. Which is... is so become, cruel. It's the cruelest. It's the cruelest because, like phobia phobia, it's a fear of long words. And it's a long word itself. In it's fact, the it's one. the yeah. longest yeah. word in the dictionary. That's so messed up. How horrible is yeah. that yeah you might as well put them in that welsh town that has the longest name right right, right. and I, that's what i'm saying like it's what like... if you lived there and you had this and yeah. I, i'm just saying you're not reading any dictionaries anytime soon you no. know like that's that's horrible crap at scrabble <laughs> hey put that word down on scrabble and uh <laughs> yeah You'll have the entire sack worth of letters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, there are definitely a lot of like really unique ones. And, and definitely like you've covered a lot of the ones that aren't so common. Well, I did have one more. Okay. What do you got? Um, And this was this is one that I would maybe say I had if I didn't like ice cream so much. Uh -huh. But galophobia or lactophobia um, is the fear of dairy products. Yeah. Um, I have such a weird ick with dairy products in general, though, and I try to avoid milk any yeah. time I can. And like I have a response to like yeah. touching dairy and yeah. like all of that. So, so oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think you've got a light case of it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I was really excited to find that one of my phobias had a word maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Because it's so hard to sometimes, you know, look look within and categorize yourself. Yeah. Um, which is a good segue to categorizing ourselves. Yeah. And talking about our own actual yeah. phobias and stuff going, oh, I might have that. Oh, that yeah. might be me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, 
it gets tricky. It, it's definitely, um, and you saw my face <laughs> uh, when I was writing notes and, and doing research and stuff for the episode. <laughs> like, there got to a point when I was looking at some stuff for, like, for what I wanted to list and also to look into, like, my own personal phobias. But there was definitely a point where I was just sitting there with the laptop making a permanent face <laughs> um, yeah. because I had to, because I was trying to categorize specifically mine, mm-hmm. which is challenging because I have relatively common on the surface. Right. But, but there's very, very specific, specific rules to yes. your phobias. Yes. Okay. And, and so with mine, I have a mixture of megalophobia and automatonophobia. Okay. <laughs> so ultimately, I'm afraid of statues. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are a lot of caveats to that because, like, I'm cool with mannequins unless they're abstract. Yeah. I'm cool with a lot of statues unless they're abstract or unless they're a surprise. And then I have to environmentally expose myself to that. I have to ease myself into it. Um, Yeah, you don't, you really don't like uh, human ones either. Like, either oversized or human size. Yeah. If they're smaller, you seem to have a. I'm okay with the smaller ones for the most part. Yeah. I've gotten over, I think, my, the wax figures, because I do love wax museums. Yeah. But the first time I ever went to one, it was like going to a haunted attraction. Like flat out. Uh, they're creepy in general. It was it was tough. It was really tough. But I've since have gotten pretty much good on that. But um but yeah, like so with the megalophobia, that is for giant um man made objects, um, uh, which can be human form or otherwise. So people can be afraid of big buildings or mm-hmm. big, you know, giant ships, stuff yeah. like that. So mine, they cross over. I am terrified at the thought of walking into a room and there being a room-sized face. Right. That would make me lose my shit. Silent Hill 4 much? Um, the, um, I was just talking to uh, one of our friends about this the other day about how seeing the giant Jesus statue oh, yeah. would be hard for me. Well, seeing, just trying to fathom how huge yeah, that is. Like, I think I'll be fine with the Statue of Liberty somehow and i was reading um i was reading a forum for people that have this fear mm-hmm. and a lot of people said the statue of liberty is not mm-hmm. there's something about the Maybe statue of liberty she's so welcome she, i think that is you know give me your your poor your tired your huddled masses um, <laughs> uh but but anyway yeah she she's okay but if i were to go into a warehouse where it was like just her face uh-huh. or just her hand or something like that it might be tricky but i have reoccurring nightmares of abstract shape statues yeah and yeah stuff like regular like since i was a child like I, I i this has been a thing where um the concept of a large abstract shape human or otherwise really gets under my skin and and i have of course the other side of that recurring dream which is the back it's the back rooms yeah side of it of the long hallway that there's like the pool or whatever down on one side and there's like a giant like baby 
statue or mm. giant baby head or whatever floating above it. Yeah, luckily that baby head doesn't show up in my back room. It's horrifying. Um, and then that, that long hallway has abstract human shape statues. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I hate it. I hate it. hate it so much. Um, <laughs> so that's enough about me. Let's get into yours because yours are a little bit more unique. So much so yeah. that they don't really have names. Yeah, they're okay. So, of course, like... I'm okay with insects, but I'm very specific. Like, I cannot do centipedes. Yeah. Like, because I've had so many experiences of, well, yet again, back to learned behavior or genetic. Because my grandma is deathly afraid of centipedes as well. So, I remember her screaming and freaking out about them. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know us like grabbing a broom and like both of us holding it screaming yeah trying to kill a centipede off the ceiling yeah um you know and i've just had a really i i've i've had a lot of really bad experiences of centipedes just dropping on my face in the middle of the night while yeah. i'm sleeping yeah so i just do not like them i yeah. think it's a i don't li- think it's irrational necessarily yeah <laughs> yeah it's rational but you know, it's just that it's a very specific insect. Yeah. Um, also have a very specific uh, phobia of saran wrap. Yeah. All other plastics, fine. Yeah. I am totally fine with them, but it's saran wrap specifically that um, I cannot be in the same room. We do not have it in our house. Yeah. Because it's I... It's very rare. Yeah, I cannot use it. If it is in our house, it's because our roommate got yeah. it. Yeah. Or um, James got it for something very specific. Like yeah. we just. That I know that you're not going to touch. Yeah. Yeah. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because even in the grocery store, like if I have to pick up something with plastic wrap on it, I like. It's a hard time. It, it's a hard time. Yeah. Very hard. Or if I accidentally, I stop at my tracks. Yeah. Poop and, my pants. And then, yeah. Well, and then also, <laughs> I mean, like there's so many horror films. That, that use saran yeah. wrap to kidnap people, kill, um, kill people. Well, yeah, I, and I, ooh, think, I hate I, it. And I think, though, that that right there proves that maybe your fear isn't as uncommon. It's just that it's usually lumped in with a murder yeah. aspect. Yeah, and I did choke on it when I was a child. So, so there you uh, go. <laughs> environment again. Yeah. Um, and then my last very specific phobia that there's there's got to be a specific name for it because I feel like I'm I can't be the only person, uh, but it, it can be considered in the category of this phobia, which is Christogenia to- tocophobia, something like that, Ooh. <laughs> which is the general fear of Christmas. Uh-huh. I am. Deathly, deathly afraid of nutcrackers. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned it here and there. Yeah. In fact, I, I think we've mentioned all of these here and there throughout yeah. the episodes. But I do have a general anxiety of Christmas time because, mm-hmm. especially this last year, because uh, nutcrackers seem to be the popular really Christmas end. item last yeah. year. But like, it's always, uh, I hate looking at Santa displays because there's always the six foot tall nutcrackers. Yeah. Um, I will refuse to go in stores if they have those nutcrackers out front. 
if I see a nutcracker, I oh, grab yeah. James's hand and nearly break it in half. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, it's a really bad problem for me. Yeah, from from like the middle of September all the way until January, basically every store is a jump scare. Yeah, because yeah. you because it'll because nutcrackers show up literally anywhere yeah not just in the christmas aisle they'll yeah. put them on like an end cap and i'll turn the corner and scream so here's the here's the like and here's the rub is the fact that um i genuinely love nutcrackers mm. <laughs> I, but it's because i like i like i like eating nuts so oh. <laughs> last year for christmas too it really sucked because they put out a nutcracker horror movie yeah but i was the only one getting advertisements for it yeah I didn't get nobody any, yeah. else was, everybody else was like oh there's a nutcracker horror movie coming yeah. i'm like yes and i'm not gonna watch it yeah that'd be the one that, that would be the like horror movie that would get me yeah we'd have to have a guest um reviewer for, ah. a, a, for that episode <laughs> but yeah so um definitely that's a lot of really unique ones um you know some more than others i think that realistically i don't think that yours are impossible yeah it's just that maybe i think that they get lumped in with other ones like you're like i don't know what the, like saran wrap one i don't know yeah a lot of people are like oh it's plastophobia and i'm it's like, like oh, uh but specific. i like i chew on other plastic yeah you're great with other plastics <laughs> um so like there's some and because i mean it's a textile thing too yeah plus also the danger factor yeah i mean they got warnings on it for a reason right uh, yeah um but but then, like, yeah, with the nutcracker thing, I can get it. I was afraid, like, we had a fam, like, our we had our family nutcracker yeah, that well. definitely scared me as a kid. Well, did you have one bite the tip of your nose off? No, because it knew better. Well, we had a fireplace. Ours didn't, <laughs> and I was two years old, bleeding. With, yeah, with so my little nose all, bleeding. All of your <laughs> um, phobias are based off of something that you experience and makes sense yeah um afraid of statues man like <laughs> you dream about them yeah i dream about them like this is something that, you know you can't escape your own mind <laughs> all right so now that we've talked about our phobias what phobias are and a whole list of phobias it would be foolish of us not to at least list a couple of popular phobia movies that um that our listeners can go and watch now that they're all pumped full of a uh, phobia fever <laughs> nice <laughs> um there are i think three or four different movies made over the years just flat out called phobia yeah and most of them have horrible reviews so we'll eventually have to watch them for our show <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll watch them all and compare them there we go <laughs> um but let's go with some of the more common uh, phobias and what movies you can watch to uh, scare the pants off you if you have these phobias. The obvious one, of course, being arachnophobia. Hey, there's a movie called that. Yeah. And a remake coming really soon. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, it nice. looks like it's going to be pretty... Like the, like, the first one, I think, was pretty intense if you didn't mm -hmm. like spiders because they had real-life spiders. But yeah. th because of technology and stuff... They can kind of get a little bit more crazy with it. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also the movie Kingdom of the Spiders. Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks, yes. With uh, cholerophobia, that's, uh, you know, good old fear of clowns. The obvious uh, choices would be It, the original, or the remake. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, uh, Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space. 
um, that might help you get over it. I know a lot of people that are afraid of clowns that love that movie. I know a lot of people with a fear of clowns that love both of these yeah. movies. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. What's Exposure going therapy? on there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Orneophobia, yes. of course. The birds. The birds. Or birdemic. Back, back to our <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock yeah. uh, reference. Yes. Don't forget, he was afraid of eggs. Yep, that's right. <laughs> what makes eggs? Birds. Birds. Um, claustrophobia. The Descent is a great movie um, to uh, to watch for that. Mm -hmm. That also is a good one to watch for if you have a fear of, of the dark. Yeah, I think um, The Descent is just a movie you should watch in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then also Buried. Hey, Deadpool's stuck in the grave. <laughs> but yeah. I, that one's a pretty good movie, though, yeah. too. Um, even though it's like one set, essentially. Yeah. Um, and of course, as above, so below. Yeah. Which yeah. it could use a little more claustrophobia. Yes, it could. Because the concept of like the Paris catacombs, like, definitely triggers my claustrophobia. Yeah. Because like the idea of not being able to uh, get out. That episode of um, of Guillermo del Toro's uh, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. Uh, with the rats. Oh. That was starting to trigger my claustrophobia. I love that episode. It's so good. so good. But, but I mean, the idea of being crawling through a tunnel and not being able to turn around, mm -hmm. I couldn't do uh, spelunking. Oh, I yeah. No, that. no. That one does give me the <laughs> very big ick. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, acrophobia for those that, uh, you know, let, let's talk about old, uh, Alfred Hitchcock one more time with Vertigo. <laughs> uh, and if you uh, don't really like that but need a good chuckle, you can always watch High Anxiety uh, from <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that brings us to the end this episode of Podcast Megoria. What scares you? What phobias do you have? Do you have the same ones that we do? Did we list one that um, that you didn't even realize you had? Mm. And you didn't even realize it had a name? Whoa. Can you pronounce some of these better than us? I bet you can. Probably. <laughs> um, we both are kind of uh, bad at talking sometimes. <laughs> I talk good, though, don't I? Um, so please let us know. And also um, be sure, dear listeners, that I, I, I humbly request that you take the time after listening to this episode or hell, even while listening to this last little chunk um, to be sure to review our episodes or the very least our show, mm -hmm. give a thumbs up, a star, a heart, whatever media, like wh whatever way that you listen to our show. If there is a rating system, please um, take the time uh, to rate it um, just because of the fact that it really helps uh, get us kind of a little bit more exposure. And also I like to see, I just like knowing that you're there. Like mm -hmm. I see the numbers I see when you watch and stuff like that, but it, it'll give me the warm fuzzies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to kind of like to take the time and hell I'm bad at it. When I, There's a lot of shows I listen to that I've never, I've never once but those people make like a million dollars an episode and they don't need my help. Um, we don't make <laughs> they anything. They have millions of fans. Yeah, they yes. have millions of fans, so they're fine. Um, <laughs> we don't have a million fans. So, you know, here's your way of silently uh, winking at us and letting us know that you're sitting on the other side of the bar. Yeah. Listening to our conversations. Yeah. Thank you for being there. <laughs> um, next. <gasps> our next episode, Autumn. Oh. It's March. 
Yeah. So you know what that means. We're one year closer to Leprechaun in the Hood. And in space. Um, <laughs> but uh, but unfortunately, this is not that year. No. I know. <laughs> Next up, we will be uh, continuing with our yearly tradition of, of reviewing a Leprechaun movie. That's right. For St. Patty's Day, we will be reviewing Leprechaun 3. I, I absolutely do not remember anything from this one. Neither do I. <laughs> so this will be fun i may have not seen this one i know i've seen it <laughs> i just do not remember it i might have been in the room with it <laughs> but i didn't watch it um so that brings us to the end of that until next time if you find yourself in a small room and the walls are closing in on you take a deep breath remember that at least you aren't covered in spiders unless you are <laughs> then yeek most importantly, you must remember to stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westvale, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.